Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. your name be glorified. May your name be exalted this morning, O oh God, in the midst of your people. Speak through these lips of clay, O oh God. Let the word, my God, be edifying to every soul, to every spirit. I pray this morning, O oh God, the Lord, release the strength and power of boldness, ah, of courage, my God, that Lord, your people will not cower in fear at the threats of the enemy. But rather we will rise stronger and stronger. Oh Lord, stronger and stronger in the power of your spirit. Ah, to overcome every adversity in life. Your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a praise in the house. Oh, put your hands together and thank God for this morning. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. You're welcome to Liberty Center of the Lord's Garden Ministries. And this is a good Sunday morning, and we thank God for grace. Amen. So it, it, it's, a, it's a good time. Amen. This morning, I bring you a word I've titled, You Will Prevail Over the Enemy's Threats. You Will Prevail Over the Enemy's Threats. The Psalm number 3, the verse 1 to 3. David says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many be they who say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. You are my glory and the lifter up of my head. Hallelujah. He said, you are my glory and the lifter up of my head. But he begins by saying, many are the increase. There are many that trouble me, many that rise up against me. And their words, their words are that there's no help for me in God. David was a man who had gone through so many battles. He fought battles. In fact, the totality of the battles he fought, apart from with Goliath and his household battles were 66 wars and he lost none of them can you imagine fighting 66 wars and you don't lose one may that be your portion in jesus mighty name that you will never lose in any battle in life by the power of god amen but he was talking about human threats and speakings human threatening saying that there's no help for him in god and you know words have power words bible says are like that like arrows when a word pierces a heart if it's a negative word it has a negative effect amen so the power of words is so strong that when you hear something it has an immediate effect on you be it positive or negative but this one i'm talking about the threatenings of the enemy's words the words that we hear and also not just the words but the things that speak to us the negativities of life that speak to us and threaten our peace, and threaten our joy, and threaten sometimes even our very existence. The prophet Elijah just heard one word from Jezebel, and this mighty man of God crumbled in fear. He just went down in depression and said, I want to die. Lord, take away my life. I can't take it anymore. But he had just slain 450 prophets of Baal in the group. But just a simple word from Jezebel, that you tell that man of God, I'm going to get him, I'm going to kill him. Send him crumbling. 
May you never crumble under the threat of the enemy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Today's reading is very long, but I think I will work it by not reading too much. But I'm preaching from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 36 and 37. That's where I'll be running from. The Bible says in the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, King Sennacherib of Assyria came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. Then the king of Assyria sent his chief staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront Hezekiah in Jerusalem. And the Assyrians took a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the road leading to the fields where clothes are washed. And these are the officials who went out to meet them. Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shibna, the court secretary, and Joash, son of Asap, the royal historian. And the Assyrian king's chief of staff told them to give this message to Hezekiah. Now listen to these threatening words. He said, this is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military strength and skill? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me? On Egypt? If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you will say to me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. He says, but isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at one altar here in Jerusalem? I tell you what, strike a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can only find men to ride upon them with your tiny army. How can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops, even with the help of Egypt's chariots and charioteers. And what is more, do you think we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? The Lord himself has told us, attack the land and destroy it. Somebody say, what a lie. Say, what a lie. You see, so this is the chief of staff of the king of Assyria called Rabshaki. So he was sent by his master whose plan was to take over the nation of Judah, and they were under siege. That means nobody went out of the city, nobody came in for fear of these people. And so they come and start in a place where people wash clothes by the roadside where everybody can hear them. And they begin to issue these threats, begin to issue threats. Now, Bible says that he came to attack, but he didn't come, watch it, he didn't come with swords. He didn't come with spears. He didn't come with you know, guns, he came with words. The first line of attack was words because he knew that if he could speak, they could speak and cause the people to fear and panic, they would surrender. They would surrender. So there's a power of words. So Rabshaki says these words and they position themselves well in the place where everyone can hear them. And these officials who had come to meet them tell them that, listen, don't speak in the Hebrew language. Speak in your language because we understand. They said, no, we want to speak so all your people will hear. What were they doing? They were trying to intimidate the people, trying to bring down their spirits, trying to crush their spirits so that out of fear, they will surrender. They said, tell you people should surrender to our master because if you are relying on Egypt, which was a foreseen army that will help you, 
they are nothing. He said, Egypt is like a reed. You know a reed? A very tiny, slim stick. And he said, Egypt, the whole of Egypt's arm is like a reed. That even if you lean on it, it will break like a splinter and pierce your hand. There's a, and if you think you are relying on your God, and that was the worst one. He said that your God cannot help you against us because your king himself has destroyed his places of worship. And it was a lie. He was, they were lying to the, 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 the people. And so they, they thought that by these intimidating words, the people will surrender. They were trying to break their trust in God, trying to break their trust in their seemingly foreseen help. That's Egypt. And that is what the enemy does to us. In fact, when the enemy comes against you, he doesn't come with swords or spear. Your mind, our mind is the greatest battleground. And that is where the battles of life are fought first. Your mind, when a word, a suggestion, an impression, something enters into your mind, whether it's a spoken word, whether it's a doctor's report, whether it's a bank balance, whatever speaks to you has an impression upon you. And if it's negative, it has the power to destroy your confidence either in life, it has the power to break your trust, sometimes even in your own ability. And the enemy will always speak in a language that is quite clear. The, the lying spirit will speak in a language that is quite clear. What I'm talking about is the facts that the enemy will present. I keep on telling you that there's a difference between facts and truth. Fact is what appears to be. Truth is what is. But the enemy will always present us with facts. And this is what these people were doing. Because, you see, truly, their army was no match for the Assyrian army. Truly, they could not outnumber them. They didn't have enough ammunition. So that was the fact. But the truth of the matter is that they are God with them. Church, you are not hearing me. <laughs> Their God with them was more than a multitude. Praise the Lord. So we must always come to the place of seeing truth over facts. And the facts speak. The facts shout. The facts scream. But at the end of the day, the truth will prevail. I said the truth will prevail. If only you do not give in to the, the facts of the enemy's lies, the truth of God will prevail for you. Hallelujah. They were breaking even their trust in their king. So do you think your king can help you? Your king cannot help you. And sometimes that's what the enemy does to us. He makes you see your weakness. He makes you see your inabilities, your incompetence. And sometimes he even puts mistrust in your heart for the people who would even be able to help you so that he can divide and rule. And that's where the enemy wants to get us to the place where you think you are alone and it's in the mind. You think nobody cares, and it's in the mind. You think you wouldn't do well, and it's in the mind. You are afraid what will happen, and it's in that mind. I said the mind is the greatest battleground. But praise be to God for you, but for you the believer. Bible says that we have been given the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Is somebody with me this morning? Put your hands together and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the enemy started giving them false promises. He said, listen. If only you will give up on your king and follow us and strike a bargain with my master, we will give you 2,000 chariots and horses. And he added an insult. If only you have even meant to ride it. 
said, make peace with me. And said, and each of you will continue eating from your own garden and your grapevine, and I will arrange to take you to another land, one that is full of grain and new wine, bread and vineyards. The deception of the enemy. You know, there's a saying in Akan, so what as a person as a one that down. You are, you are living in a good land, and a bad land will be deceiving you. The deception of the enemy will always want to take you from that which God has ordained for you. And out of fear, many of us move from the, the solid ground, the, the good ground that God has made for us in order to you know, pursue something that is negative, something that is less than what we have. You always see the grass greener on the other side. And these are all the tactics of the enemy to destroy. But Bible says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. We are not ignorant. You must be watchful. You must be sober. You must be vigilant. What am I hearing within my spirit? What, what, what am I thinking of? What is, what is happening in my life? You must be watchful. Because everything you see is not what it is. What you see is not necessarily what it is. Amen. Today, maybe it's not so well with you, but by the promise of God and the promises of God which do not fail, I'm telling somebody you are coming to a good land. You are coming to a good land. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't be ignorant. Don't allow the enemy to take over your mind. Amen. You must always be discerning. We must be discerning that where is this thought coming from? Where is this idea coming from? And when people speak negativity to you, you don't jump up and begin to panic. You go to the doctor and they give you a report and immediately you swallow it, hook, line, and sinker. I honor doctors. I respect doctors. Doctors see what it is they tell you. But you know, his report is a fact. But there's a truth. And that truth says that by the stripes of Jesus, you, we are healed. Hallelujah. And this is why I'm talking to somebody. It doesn't matter what diagnosis you've been given. It doesn't matter what the doctor has said. It doesn't matter what the scan shows. Because sometimes we put so much faith in the report. Someone says, oh, but you see, the, 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 the scan is that this has happened, this happened. So in your mind, you cannot be healed. Because they tell this is incurable. But who made the body? I said, who made the body? It is the Lord. And he, he is such a good manufacturer. I found him to be the best manufacturer. And he said that all the members of our members are written in the book. And like any good manufacturer, he has spare parts. Oh, yeah. He has spare parts. So this morning, I don't know what is happening to you in your body. I don't know the threatenings of your report. But I'm telling you that God has a spare part. And by the power of the, the creative miracles, he will perform his good enterprise concerning your life. Is somebody with me this morning? We reject the threats of the enemy. Now, when these words came to King Hezekiah, he was afraid. You know, and sometimes, you know, in, in as much as we say God has not given us a spirit of fear, fear in some ways is a natural reaction. You know, but we have positive fear and we have negative fear. Positive fear is when you see a snake under your bed and, and you run out of your room. It's positive fear. Yesterday, I was talking to somebody who said that he's eating snake. And I said, you. Me know you had a phobia. The person is here, so I'm, I don't look in that direction. I'm looking here. But I'm saying that, you see, positive fear is when 
you come up with a situation. You enter somebody's compound, and there's this huge dog, and your mind tells you, cut, run. And the owner of the dog said, don't run, don't run, don't run. Are you kidding? I'm running. I'm going to run. But he said, don't run, because he knows that if you run, the dog will chase you. But it's positive fear. That is, that is that self-preservation, you know, that God has put within us. It's okay. But then there's the negative fear that the enemy brings to our hearts and our minds. Fears, uh, unrealistic fears, especially about our future, about tomorrow, about what is happening. We, we spend a lot of time in fear when we should rather spend a lot of time in faith. And the threatens of the enemy is just that, to cause you to fear. Because the minute you enter into fear, your, the door of faith is shut. Where there's faith, no fear. Where there's fear, no faith. And Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is, and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. Hallelujah. So Hezekiah feared, is somebody timing me? Don't just time me. Hezekiah feared, but then he did what is my recommendation also to you. He set out to seek the Lord. He set out to seek the Lord. In the midst of the trials of life, the attacks, the, the problems, the first thing is to seek God. The psalmist said, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. He sought God. He sent to the prophet Isaiah. He sent a message. And he said, this, today is a day of trouble insults and disgrace he said it is like when a child is ready to be born but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby he said it's a day of birth but then it's like there's no strength to bring forth i pray that may that never be your portion i pray that may the strength of god be mighty upon you that in the day that you need to be delivered you you be delivered in the day that there should be a performance of god in your life it happens because you find the strength of God working within you. And when he sought God, Isaiah also responded, and he said, say to your master, this is what the Lord says, don't be disturbed by this blasphemous speech. He said that, that speech is blasphemy. Every lie that the devil speaks to you is blasphemy. Why? Because he's speaking contrary to the word of God. He's speaking contrary to the will of God. And the word of God is truth. Amen. The word of God is truth. And when God speaks, who dare says anything contrary? And that's why he said that the word that this king is speaking is blasphemy. Because it's going against the counsel of God. It's ridiculing the counsel of God. It's ridiculing the word of God. I think in one of our readings this week, I spoke to you about Sarah. Who laughed when God himself said to her that I'll come back in the season of life, you carry a child. And she laughed. Why? Because when she looked at her situation, as old as she was, men opposed. And she looked at her dear Abraham, Andrew opposed. That's a men's pose. Andrew opposed. She couldn't think that it could ever happen in her mind. The battle of the mind. Your mind will tell you it can't happen. Your mind will tell you it is difficult. Your mind will tell you maybe. But in God, there's neither maybe. There's no maybe. It is yea and it's amen. I say it is yea and amen. Yes and let it be. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me this morning? Put those two hands together. 
and give the Lord a shout of praise. I said give the Lord a shout of praise. That his word is yes and amen. God doesn't stand in the middle. No, 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 no. It's yes and amen. Every word of God is yes and amen. So there's no maybe to it. Maybe I will do it. Maybe I can have it. Maybe it will happen. There is no maybe. It is. It is. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together and thank the Lord. Amen. Isaiah said, say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Don't be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messenger. Listen, I myself will move against him and the king will receive a message that he's needed at home. So he will return to his land where I will have him killed with a sword. That was a prophetic word of God. And Hezekiah also prayed a prayer unto God. And I love his prayer. He said that, Lord, you are the Lord of the armies of heaven. He said, Lord God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God in all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. So bend down, O God, and listen to me. Then he says that these people, their gods, are made with the high with the hands of men amen said they are gods of wood of clay and stone shaped by human hands but you oh god are the creator of all things <laughs> hallelujah so whose report will you believe as i'm asking whose report will you believe no no you said we shall believe the report of the lord whose report will you believe whose report will you believe Clap for yourself. Amen. We shall believe the report of the Lord. And you know, these are the prayer I'm praying to God. I said, God, give me that tenacity of heart and faith to disbelieve anything and everything apart from your word. I want to disbelieve everything that is not your word. I'm taking a strong stand. So when the enemy says this, I said, no, this. You see, because that is where the battle is. And sometimes we don't even recognize that it's a battle. We don't see it. We think it's our natural thought. We think it's just a happening. But then there's a real fight. Bible says we are not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And these spiritual entities... They, 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 are, they don't have bodies. And in the way that you don't see the wind, they are. And spirits speak to people's mind. If you allow the enemy to take over your mind, that's what happens. You hear. And sometimes it's not as if you are here from the audible ear. But within yourself, you begin to hear the negativity. Sometimes people hear so much negativity about themselves that they even start hating their own selves. People would commit suicide because the enemy tells them that, no, you can't take it anymore. It's better you die. The lie from the pit of hell. I said, we will win the battle of the mind. Are we together? Prevailing power. What about prevailing power? The first point I believe is winning the battle of the mind. Because if you can win the battle in your mind, you can win every battle. Some people get defeated even before they go to the battlefield. But when you have purpose in your mind and you are standing on the word of God, you win the battle at home before you get to the battlefield. 
and I prophesied to 10 people, just 10 people this morning, that you will win the battle that is before you. Whether it's a financial battle, you win it. Whether it's a, a battle in your marriage, you win it. Whether it's a battle for your life, you win it. Whether it's a battle for your ministry, you win it. I'm talking to somebody this morning. I speak into your life. Receive the strength and the power to win. Receive prevailing power in the mighty name of Jesus. God will put a testimony in your mouth that cannot be denied. I'm talking about tangible testimony by reason of his plan and his purpose for your life which can never be erased whatever god has said he will do he will do it doesn't matter the setbacks it doesn't matter the roadblocks it doesn't matter the opposition it will all fail you win the battle you win every battle by the power of god this is the time of prevailing power somebody say yes somebody say yes prevailing power we shall prevail we shall succeed we shall overcome we will have the upper hand in the mighty name of jesus in every situation in your life you have the upper hand praise be to god hallelujah said their gods are of wood and stone handiworks of men but you oh god you are the creator and praise be to god that god is on our side oh God is on our side. God said that they will sit in council, but I am not in their council. And because I am not in their council, they will fall for your sake. Every assignment of the devil, and you know when we're talking about the devil, people don't want to know. So there's no devil. There's no devil. Whether you believe it or yes, continue what you believe. But you see, the adversary of our life, Bible says, he's the adversary. Jesus called him a thief, a murderer, and a killer. Oh no, killer, thief, a robber. That's all he came to do. Kill, steal, and destroy. Three-point agenda, and he hasn't changed it. It's still the same. Kill, steal, and destroy. He's the one who is destroying our peace. But praise be to God that the Prince of Peace rules in our hearts. I said, Jehovah Shalom. Rules of our hearts. Amen. So that night, Bible said that night, the angel of the Lord, was one angel, went into the camp of the Assyrians and killed 185,000 men. He didn't need two angels. May angels be deployed for your sake. May God cause a deployment of angels. If I just one angel will do for your sake to fight every unseen battle on your behalf and bring you to the place of victory. This morning, I pray over your life that anyone under any form of demonic bondage, anyone under any form of satanic harassment, anyone under any witchcraft spell, by the power of God, be delivered. We bind and we break every controlling power of demons over your life, and we set you free in the spirit of your mind, in your body, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. This morning, I declare that every harassing demon harassing you in your family this morning by the power of God we ask it out we cast it out of your homes we cast them out of your family in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus may the power of God prevail for your life one angel 185,000 soldiers were killed and Bible said when the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning they found corpses everywhere they found corpses everywhere and what did they do they cut they ran 
May the Lord pursue her. May the Lord pursue every adversary of your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. They run. May God pursue them that hate you. Hey, may God pursue those who are undermining your life. May God pursue every spiritual wickedness against you. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you come to the place of perfect liberty. That liberty that Christ has paid the price for you to have. May you come to that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. One angel slew 185,000. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Somebody say, Jesus is Lord. Bible said then the king Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp. He broke camp. The camp that he has said that we are going to war. He said, Enyo, enough. They, they went back home. He went back home. He was driven back home. Because he realized that what he had come up against was too big, was too mighty. You know, sometimes the enemy will deceive you to think that he is more powerful than you or what you trust in, that God you trust in. It's a deception. If only you trust in God, you will find that, hey, the God I serve is powerful. Oh, yeah. God is all power. God doesn't just have power. His power personified. Power personified. I could go on and on and on in testimony this morning. But I promise myself, I'll keep the time today. Amen. Amen. But God is all powerful. In fact, sometimes the things that God does baffles me. I look and say, what? This can only be God. It can only be God. Oh yes, it can only be God. It can only be God. God will show his power in your life. God will manifest his glory in your life. God will be glorified in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise be to the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of Jesus. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a clap offering. He cut camp. He broke camp and returned to his own land. And Bible says that when he got home one day, he went to the temple of his God. And whilst he was worshipping his God, that idol made with human hands, his own sons, came and they pierced him with their swords and killed him. You see, he went threatening the people of God, thinking that he could overpower them, take them over. But he came to his own land. And let's clap for Reverend James Samuel. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and before his God, that's why his God was no God. Because if his God couldn't protect him from his own children, then he wasn't a God. Hello? But our God is God. I said, our God is God. And he's able to protect us. Hallelujah. And that's what I say to you this morning. That when the enemy rises up like how Sennacherib rose up against Judah. He rose up like a flood. And looking at the swelling words, looking at the size of his army, it was enough for them to panic. But when the enemy rises up against you like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against him. Oh, the spirit of God will raise a standard against him. And stop him on his track. You know, a standard is you know, a, a, a flag that they, they put upon a lie. said, this land is taken. A standard. The Lord will raise a standard over your life. Saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Hallelujah. This morning, 
I'll close on this, um, Acts chapter 4. Amen. On the threats of the enemy. In Acts chapter 3, when the lame man at the beautiful gate was healed, and people were giving glory to God, the Pharisees were angry, and um, they found an occasion to lie about the disciples. And Bible says, when they caught them, they laid many stripes upon them. They beat them. And they said to them that they should no longer preach in the name of Jesus. Because people now realize that, hey, so this Jesus that these people killed was truly the Messiah. He has power. So don't preach anymore in this name, the name of Jesus. And Bible says, when they went back, Acts chapter 4, 24, said they went back to their home and they raised their voices to God and said, they prayed, prayer. They said, Lord, you are the God who made the heavens and the earth the sea and everything that is in them. And, said, and David said, why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing against the Lord and against his anointed. Why are people raging? Why are they crying out for your demise? Why are people wanting your job to, to, to crumble, your business to fail? Why do people want your downfall? He said, he who sits in heaven, he looks, he hears, he sees, and he laughs. So he laughs. He says, you are joking. Because I found, mention your name, my servant, with my holy oil have I anointed him. With whomever my hand shall be established, my arm will also strengthen him. He says that his, the enemy will not exact upon him. The Lord will cause you to beat down your foes. The Lord sits in heaven, he laughs. Why? Because he has a plan. And he, I say God is a, is a, the greatest chess player. He, 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 chef master. He plays chef, and, and the, the enemy thinks, oh, he's pushed one, and he goes, pop, 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 check. He's taking him over. So let him do his worst. God is doing not just the best. God is doing the ultimate with us. I said, God is doing the ultimate with us. They prayed and said, Lord, look at their threatenings. Hear their threatenings, and grant unto your servant that with all boldness we may preach the word. If we're preaching on a, one level, this time let us go to a higher level. That signs and wonders and miracles may be done through the name of your holy child Jesus. And Bible says after they prayed, the place where they were was shaken. The power of God came down again. Another infilling of the Holy Spirit. And they became more anointed. And they did greater works. This morning I pray that may your mind be free from every threat, from every bondage that the enemy has put your mind in. May you be liberated by the power of God. May prevailing power come upon you. May the Holy Ghost come upon you afresh. That you begin to do the works of Christ. You begin to possess your possession. You begin to embrace everything that God has given to you. The enemy's threats may seem true. But remember this, Satan is a liar. As a Satan is a liar, you will prevail. Hallelujah, you will prevail in life over every threatening of the enemy. If only you keep your mind and think on things that are true, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report, things that are of praise, things that have virtue. If you keep your mind on these things, beloved, there's nowhere, no harm you will fail. The threats of the enemy will crumble and you will stand as the victor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a thanks and rise up to your feet. This morning, we want to thank God for your life. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.